Okay, so thank you so much for listening. I'm glad you're here. I want to make a special Hanukkah message uh, for this year. Uh, this kind of came to me, and I, <laughs> I can't keep it inside me. I have, to, I, have to, I have to tell whoever will listen. So if you're listening, thank you. Thank you for listening. And uh, I hope that this uh, is meaningful for you because it, uh, it kind of blew my mind. So... So anyway, um, I'm going to address, uh, just for about 10 minutes, but I'm going to address a, a bunch of different um, ideas, just what is going on with the Hanukkah menorah, and what is going on with um, eating fried foods, right? Uh, foods cooked in shemen, and... Um, you know where does this custom come from? And you're going to see it's it's wild. It's 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 actually it's so holy. It's amazing. Um, but but we'll get to that in a moment. So so we have to start with a with a with a couple of things. Um, there's a very famous question, and um, I'm sure you all know it. But it goes like this, which is that we we celebrate Hanukkah for eight days, and we know that there was enough oil to last one day, and yet it burned for eight days. So if that's the case, so so that that first day uh, of the burning of the oil was was normal, um, and and the seven days that it burned extra was beyond uh, normal, was miraculous. So that means that there was seven days that were miraculous. So the question is, why do we celebrate Hanukkah for eight days? We should celebrate it for seven days because seven days was the length of the miraculousness of the uh, of the holiday, right? And yet we celebrate it for eight days. So why that extra day? What is that coming to celebrate? So there are many answers given to that. Maybe it was the victory in the war or the victory that we found the oil to begin with. But I'm going to offer a- another explanation. Um, and uh, but we'll leave that for the end. Okay. So so fried foods. What's what's going on with that? We're, we're eating donuts. We're eating latkes. We're eating all these things. Why? Why? Where does that custom come from? And you have to know something. Uh, Reb Sadaka Cohen, one of the great Hasidic masters, says that the that the customs of the Jewish people are very 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 deep. And even if um, you know, you see the thing is is that um, if 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 something gets adopted. By, by the Jewish people and, and lasts through the generations. That means that there's a certain aspect of the hand of God in it and and, and siyatide shamaya, heavenly help. And, and, and the fact is that Jews, while we don't have prophecy today, we, we nonetheless are still the children of prophets. And so when something sort of like arises from us and gets instituted successfully, then that means that there's something very, very, very deep about it. And so, um, something like eating fried foods, you know, there's a depth to it. There's a depth to it. So we're going to try to offer an explanation. Okay. Now, it's going to sound like we're going to radically shift gears right now and change topics, but believe it or not, this is, you'll see how this is very much on the same topic. Okay. But a new idea. What was the whole idea of mana? So everybody knows that for 40 years, bread fell from heaven and fed the Jews uh, in the desert. And believe it or not, we made the, the blessing over the manna, Hamotzi lechem min hashamayim. You know, blessed are you, God, who brings forth bread from the heavens. Now, what was manna? Okay, and by the way, in Hebrew, it's spelled man. Mem nun, man. Okay, but we'll call it mana. Okay, so what 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 was mana? So there's a discussion that's phenomenally deep in the Gemara. It's in Gemara Yuma, 
page 75b, if you want to look it up. And Rabbi Akiva, right, like the king of the Talmud, Rabbi Akiva, the, you know, who Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu is reported to have said, why, God, did you give the Torah to, to me? You should have given it to Rabbi Akiva. So when we say something in the name of Rabbi Akiva, it's, it's a very, very big deal. Okay. So Rabbi Akiva says the following thing. He says, Mana, you ready for this? Mana is condensed light from heaven. Alright? That basically, there's a light in Shemayim, which, in heaven, which sustains the angels. And, um, and, and that light gets condensed, almost like a simsum, if you know that phrase, like this condensing of the light. And it becomes in this dimension of reality that we live in, that light gets condensed into this, these like seed-like pellets, which are called mana. All right. So, so it's really it's it's what the angels eat. Okay. This is this is all in the Gemara. You can look it up. All right. So so mana is condensed light. Now it's not just condensed light. Rabbeinu Bachaya says. This isn't just any light from the heavens, by the way. This is the original light from the beginning of creation that was set aside for the tzaddikim, for the righteous, and 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 not for the wicked. So it's it also goes by another name, the Or Haganus, which means the hidden light, the light that God hid away. Okay, and yet, and yet, and by the way, you see that the properties. It came to me the properties of um, the Orhaganus are manifest in in the mana itself. How so? Because the mana had its own set of you know we talk about the the, the physics of spirituality, how it fell into this world, um, uh, obeyed certain rules. It fell very close to the tents of the righteous so that they could just kind of walk out and get their daily bread. And for those who were, you know, not so righteous, they had to really walk to find it. All right, now listen to this. It says that that original light was set aside for the righteous, meaning it's very close to the righteous, and it was set aside so that the righteous, so that those who weren't righteous wouldn't have access to it. So you see that when that light became hardened and sort of materialized in this world in the form of mana, it was very close to the righteous, whereas the wicked had to go out and really search for it. So, so anyway, but, but the main point here, the headline, the headline here is what Rabbi Kiva is saying about mana, that mana is condensed light. Okay. Now listen to this. What was the whole miracle of Hanukkah done with? It was done with oil. Now, the Hebrew word for oil is shemen. Shin, mem, nun. Shemen. That means oil. Now, what is shemen? Sheman. She is a prefix in Hebrew. It means of. Man. In other words, shemen is a derivative of mana. So, so that's, that's very intense. That's very, very intense. Because just like we said that, that mana is sort of condensed light, this shemen, especially this sort of miracle shemen that we found, 
was also condensed light. Not only that, but our rabbis teach that the light of the, the Hanukkah menorah is the light of the Or Haganus. So the Shemin creates this same light, this hidden light that was tucked away, this original light of creation, comes through the menorah. What is the menorah? Man Ora. Right? It's the light of Man. Again, Memnun, menorah. So with Shemin, Sheman, that which comes from Man, we light it up in the menorah, Man Ora, the light of Man. Okay? Now, menorah, you take the first two letters, Man, which is Mana, and then the next three letters, the gematria of those letters is 211. And there's about eight different words in the Torah, all meaning to see, to illuminate, which, which are the gematria of 211. One that I'll just pick out is Ya'er, Yud, Aleph, Reish, which means to illuminate. And you see it in the priestly blessing that may Hashem illuminate His face for you. Which means that, you know, basically that the light of Torah should be with you. Okay? So, so, so now let's get a, li- a little deeper now. Let's figure out why are we eating fried foods. So what are fried foods, by the way? It's food that you cook in Shemin, in Sheman, that which comes from Man. So the idea is basically you want to internalize the light. You want to internalize this miraculous heavenly light. And it has a purifying effect on your soul. Okay? Now, there's this awesome teaching. This awesome, awesome teaching. So by the way, so, so the bottom line, before we get even deeper, the bottom line is when you're eating fried foods on Hanukkah, foods that are fried in oil, it's like you're eating man. It's like you're eating that condensed light. You're internalizing the light of Hanukkah. Now, what is Hanukkah? So all the rabbis say, Hanukkah is Torah Shabbat. It's the, it's the oral law. It's that, that ongoing flow, that ongoing transmission from Mount Sinai, which is still going through the generations, through the mouths of all those who learn Torah. That's Torah Shabbat. That's the manifestation of the eternality of the Torah. Okay? Going on right now. Right now, what I'm saying is Torah Shabbat. Alright, every time someone opens up a, a, a Torah or a holy book or whatever it is or th- says thoughts about the, the holiness of God and they're coming from a true place, that's all Torah Shabbat Peh. It's ongoing. That's the flow. That's the Nachal. Remember, the Ari says if you take the last three letters, or rather the last three words, and you rearrange the first three letters of the last three words of the blessing over the Hanukkah candles, Lahadlik Ner Hanukkah, it's spells Nachal, which means a river, which means to flow, which is this idea that the light is still flowing through the generations, these rivers of light, okay? So we want to internalize that light. Now, there's a teaching from the Medrash that says the following that the original mana, the bread that fell from the sky was only given to the generation that received the Torah at Mount Sinai. Meaning to say that that mana, that bread that fell from the sky, because it was of such a spiritual nature, because it was condensed light, it purified us so that we were able to receive the expansiveness and the holiness and the infinity of the Torah. So the man was this like unbelievable you know, purifier, so that we could 
so that we could grasp Torah. So isn't it interesting that we're eating man at the holiday of the Torah Shabbat Peh? We're internalizing this light, this man, this oil, right? This condensed light from heaven. You know, and 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 grasping hopefully the Torah Shabbat Peh. All right, so now let's let's keep on going. So 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 what is the light from the menorah? We've got to figure that out. You see, because because we light, because all of the lights are within the the bechina, within the within the category of the number eight. Even if you're only lighting one light the first day, two the second day, but still all of them have this quality of of eight. Eight we know is is beyond nature, what we call lamala minateva, above beyond transcending the. The, the confines of this world. And we said that this, this light that we're bringing down with the menorah is like the original light. It's light from heaven. So basically, what the menorah is doing is showing the miraculous quality, the light from heaven, that it exists here. Now, let me try to explain that point further because imagine you're in a giant, completely dark warehouse, okay? And you light a match. Now, how much of this dark uh, warehouse are you going to be able to see with this one match lit in front of you? So, I don't know. I don't know. Not the entire warehouse, that's for sure. Maybe a few feet around you from every side, okay? Now imagine you're holding a torch, big torch, big, big flame, and you hold it above your head. How much of the warehouse are you going to see now? Probably going to see all the way to the walls of the room that you're standing in, because it's a very, very big light, very, very big light. So you can see to the walls, to the end of the room that you're in. Okay. So now what does the menorah do? What does the menorah do? You see, this world and Shemayim in heaven, they're not two different worlds. It's one world. It's a seamless continuity. We go from this world to the next world. One seamless continuity. What the light of the menorah does, it shows the miraculous nature of the universe that we live in. It's a light that shines past the boundaries of this world and allows us to see that the world continues miraculously. So now, you can ask a question. That should take a very, very big light to do that. If I'm following you, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen floodlights in a movie premiere, but what they do is they they shine a light, a giant light, like a floodlight, all the way into the sky, and they kind of go back and forth. I think we've all seen that. So you should say to me, if that's the case of what you're saying, that the menorah is a light that allows me to see past the, the boundaries of this world, right into, into heaven, essentially, to the miraculous nature of things, then, then I need a floodlight, you know, to take me to the boundaries of... of, of of this dimension that we're dwelling in right now.
All right, now, now, now listen to this. But you say the the menorah just lights up the area just immediately around me, really. You see, but that's the teaching. The teaching is that heavenly space is right in front of you. We're dwelling in it right now. <coughs> where we where we are right now is that miraculous space. The idea that this is earth and earth is cut off from heaven and that we only have our own rules here and that the light of the miraculous doesn't doesn't shine into this dimension. It's exactly what the menorah is coming to uproot. The menorah is telling you, no, that miraculous light, that heavenly light, that heavenly sphere, it's here right now. And now we can answer the question that we started with. Why is the first... Why do we light eight days and not seven days? What is the miracle that we're celebrating with the first with the first candle? And so I want to say the following, and it's a famous answer, but maybe it will mean a little bit more now after you've heard what we've just gone through, which is that even that which looks like normal, regular nature is miraculous. In other words, who says oil should light? Who says oil should light? Who says that that fire should illuminate? All of these things we take for granted. Remember, our sages teach that, um, that nature is a miracle we've grown accustomed to. Right? What we call nature is miraculous. The miracles are here right in front of us. Existence itself is an ongoing miracle. So Hashem should bless us. We should, we should appreciate the depths of our teachings and our minhagim, our holy customs. Fried food, I know it's got a bad, bad reputation in our current scientific understanding, right? Our arteries are poor arteries. But this is the closest we're going to come to being able to eat man, condensed light. Shemin, shehman, of, of the man, of the man, the menorah. The illumination of the man, heavenly light condensed in this world. Happy Hanukkah! Happy Hanukkah!